All right. We're live with another episode of Monero Talk. Uh, today, my guest is Knife of Pi. Hello, um, everybody. He, he's coming on uh, anonymously. Um, so Knife of Pi, uh, if, if you follow Monero closely, I'm sure you have seen him uh, in the chat channels on Reddit. Um, I'm, I don't know where else he, he's lurking. I, I, I usually Telegram. frequent Reddit on Telegram. And uh, I know he, uh, he works for the Cake Wallet team. Um, Knife of Pie, do you do other things in the community as well, in addition to working for Cake Wallet? Well, I, I mostly help out with Cake Wallet, but I also do some support in Monero. If somebody has a question and it's related to the GUI or Cake Wallet, I'll come out and answer. And sometimes in r slash cryptocurrency, I will defend Monero against people who accuse it of being a scam coin. Yeah, I've definitely seen you uh, responding to a lot, a lot of questions on Reddit. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. You, re- you really seem to like take the time to put in good answers. Yeah, thank you. So what, uh, what exactly is your involvement in, in Cake Wallet? So I mostly work on support and testing. I also am a sanity checker. <laughs> but Vic has some great ideas, and I try to help those ideas get put into motion Okay. And and Mikola and Sergey are excellent developers who I'd like to give a shout out to. They do the actual programming behind Cake Wallet. Yeah, very important to uh, give them a shout out. Maybe we could have them on one day as well. Yes, um, they're great. So yeah, today I thought maybe we could talk. I know recently Cake had some updates, right? Some new features yes. have been launched. Yes, we did. So I, I, th- I thought we could talk about those. Um, and then I, th- I think there was some controversy over one of them. We could get into the details on that and we could hear uh, cake side of the story. And I'd love to hear your analysis as to whether or not, um, there is any, whether or not you believe there is anything to be concerned about, or if, uh, there's nothing to really worry about. Yeah, of course. So, so what so what were the recent, uh, feature upgrades? So we had a very, very big update recently. We added new features such as um, an address book for all different types of cryptocurrencies within the app so that you don't have to write down addresses in random places. We added a backup feature, which allows you to backup to a file or to iCloud and to automatically backup. This particular feature was the subject of controversy because people, one person was concerned about the security of our password scheme. Uh, we can discuss that later. Okay. Yeah. So what? You know, I, I saw the posts on Reddit. I responded to one of them. How would you describe uh, what the controversy was with the iCloud backup? What was really the, the the source of the controversy there? So some people said that that they simply don't trust Apple to handle their data. That was one of the concerns. However, we encrypt the backups. We do not have an option to make an un- unencrypted backup. So you do not have to trust Apple to handle your data securely. Mm-hmm. So that, that concern, I think, is not really warranted. Now, one of the other concerns was with our password system. Now, we generate a secure password by default. but And this secure password should be enough to withstand any cracking effort. I believe it's either 13 or 16 characters. We may end up bumping up the, the length in the future. But mm-hmm. we also allowed the, excuse me, we 
also allowed the user to set a user set password of, I believe, at least eight characters. And this was a subject of the controversy because with a high-end GPU, you could you could crack these rather quickly if someone obtained access. So there, this would have... there is some validity to the concern that simple passwords like that could be cracked. Yes, but see, this is not the... This is not the, our system. Our system, by default, assigns you a very secure password. You would have to consciously choose a bad password, and you have to consciously choose to enable the backup feature. We disabled the backup feature by default because, in the spirit of Monero, we don't want people to have to to have to submit to features that they do not like. Mm -hmm. So, if you don't want your wallet to be backed up to iCloud, you do not have to do that. Right, it's an option. And then, but I guess what the the what the argument the person was making on Reddit was that uh, because it's a convenience, people will opt into it. And then his concern was uh, if people then use their own passwords and they're weak, uh, not only is the person's coins at risk or the person person's own privacy at risk, but that it could potentially weaken the privacy of the entire network because uh, a, a nefarious person who who was able to break all these accounts would then uh acquire a lot of information about the network and start to be able to uh i guess analyze the chain see what see what the decoys are versus the real transactions and start to demystify the the chain a little bit i feel like that concern is a little bit silly because you first of all it would require the entirety of icloud to be compromised by this malicious attacker Mm-hmm. And even then, Cake Wallets wallets would not represent a, as large a fraction as, say, Shapeshift or Binance or any exchange who makes a very large number of transactions. They actually have more control over the privacy of the chain than this imaginary attacker would. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see how this concern is is that important. Right. Being that the probability of it happening is so low, and even if it did... And I guess the the simplest solution is to just implement, um, essentially require users to use complex passwords. I saw some very good suggestions where one of them was to use a word list, and a word list would be a good password. We would just need a, to have a very long list of words and then pick maybe seven or eight of them, and that would have 128 bits of security, which is enough. The other thing is to, I believe someone expressed a concern about our choice of salt for um, the hashed password, mm-hmm. which um, we are definitely working on. I think we're because I believe that we had a preset salt that was used for everything, which is not good. So I'm going to ask Mikola and Sergey to make changes to that so that every device has their has their own salt. Right. I mean, I, I feel like if you if you're using cryptocurrency already, you're you're already used to the concept of writing down your keys. Yeah. So, so to ask that different. Right. So that in, in the non-crypto world, I can understand why you wouldn't want to force people to use complicated, long passwords. But in the crypto world, it's kind of part of the culture. It's kind of a harsh reality. You either yeah. use a long password or you somehow eventually will end up losing some coins. Right. <laughs> so I feel like the, the problem is very solvable and that even oh, if people did use these weak passwords, uh, I, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not as technical. Can you hear me? Still breaking up? Or are we losing you? 
I didn't hear any of that. I'm sorry. Okay. I hear you. You're you're better now. Okay. Um, yeah, so it seems like it's kind of a non-issue then. Like uh so is is Cake then making these changes then to to make are, it more difficult to uh to use easy passwords? We are for the backup. Are, yeah, we are actively making these changes and we've had internal discussions about them. And I would also like to point out for the record that there has never been a single reported theft from Cake Wallet. Okay. Yeah, so I mean for those who are concerned about security. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people in the community see Cake as, you know, a very trusted uh, wallet, given that it's open source. It was the first open source uh, wallet for iPhone. Um, and that also in the way that they, they work in that, uh, you know, they're not relying on a server or anything that's holding anyone's keys. So it's, 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 it is the most decentralized Monero wallet for iOS, and is the it is the only full node based. Yeah, that was one of my one of my lines of thinking as well. So, with this con this concern that this person had, um, does that apply to my Monero, the my Monero wallet, because they do hold everyone's view key? Could the same arguments be made there? Well, this idea that if you are able to somehow access now all these view keys and then start to see everyone's transactions. Does that become a potential attack on the entire network? Or well, is that, that far-fetched there as well? As I recall, a view key should only allow you to see incoming transactions. So it, it may be that they're able to use these incoming transactions to de-anonymize de a portion of, of rings. So this is def it's definitely a concern, but again, no because of decentralization, no one wallet provider ha even if they do store view keys has has enough of them to produce a significant effect, especially given the new large ring size. You would need to control a very large portion of the network in order to gain a significant advantage in de-anonymizing ring signatures. Right. Okay. So it's a security risk for the end user, but not for the entire network as a whole, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think my Monero is a great product as well. Um, I like the fact that, I mean, granted, I feel like you're, you you are sacrificing potentially some of uh, your privacy and security because they're, they're, they know they're storing your view key on their server and using it to analyze the chain. Uh, but you are also being able to update your, your phone a lot faster. Um, so are there things that Cake is doing to try to, you know, maintain itself as as the most secure and private uh, iPhone Monero app while also then kind of maybe speeding things up at the same time, trying to get some of that convenience in there? We're, there... Definitely, we're definitely trying to make enhancements in speed. Um, we, we are implementing the enhancements made by um, Monero Moo, I believe, and the other developers to improve sync from a remote node. So you should be noticing speed up eventually. I It may have been in a recent update. It may be in a future update. I'm not sure. But we're definitely working on improving sync speed, especially given that it is slightly slower, given that we use a full node setup. Yeah. And we also have our own node that you can optionally connect to. But we don't get any of your view keys, or especially not your spend keys. It doesn't send us any information. 
It's just so that we have a reliable option in the event that all the other nodes are down for some reason, global apocalypse. Right. And it makes it easy for somebody to get started quickly, right? Yes, just... indeed. I, uh, we recently had Monero Box on the show. Are you familiar with their, their work? I am very familiar with their work. And uh, part of the discussion was maybe uh, potentially uh, Monero Box teaming up with Cake Wallet or and or my Monero to kind of um, so Monero Box is, ju is just I guess an easy way to start your own full node, right? Yeah. Uh, but the idea being maybe Monero Box could also be a way to run um, the a light wallet server, your own light wallet yeah. server. So that you now don't have to rely on, you know, my Monero server. Uh, yeah. So maybe that could be like an in-between solution for Cake Wallet, where it could now still be as secure, but also have this light wallet feature. Well, we've definitely been working on a light, light wallet implementation. But the other thing is that one of the most common questions I get is, hey, Knife, how do I set up my own node and then connect Cake Wallet to it? That's one of the most common support questions that I get. Hmm. And... So Monero Box, would, it would be great to eventually collaborate with them in the future in the event that we do introduce light wallet features. And we are very willing to collaborate with third-party services. That's actually our profit model. We are working on implementing a new exchange, although we can't name who it is right now. I, am not, I have not been blessed with the privilege of naming them at the present time. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that, that idea excites me. I would love to be ha have a Monero box running in my house uh, yeah, that, my, that my cake wallet is connecting to and then maybe potentially using that to uh, create a lightning fast uh, light wallet Yeah, that, that's just as trustworthy and as secure as the current cake. Yeah. Are there, um, so are there other, were there other updates, uh, other new features other than um, the, uh, the iCloud backup? And I guess also you said the address book? The address book. Yes, it's been a feature that people have been asking for for a very long time. So to, to please these users who have been in need of an address book, we've added that. And we also added sub-addresses, although that's a while ago. I'm just trying to look at the, the, release, the release notes. Now... With the backup feature, we also, for those who are more security conscious, we have an option to back up to a file. So you can actually back up, back it up to your files on your iPhone, mm. and you will, and you will not, you you won't have to deal with iCloud. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. How about the um, the network upgrade that's coming up? Did that affect you guys at all? And were the things that you had to do to prepare for that? Uh, we have to prepare for every network upgrade, as does every other wallet provider, even though some of them have not been ready at some times. But we pride ourselves on being ready for every network upgrade. So we are we are definitely working on it, and we will have a new version out by the time of the upgrade. So you can expect a new update before, um, I believe, March 9th. Is that the date of the fork? Yes, I right. believe so. So then we will have a new new update before then. What do you think of uh, the fact that Monero currently essentially upgrades every six months? I think it's actually it's actually great because it it sort of unifies the community and it forces exchanges and services to to upgrade 
rather than staying on outdated software. With Bitcoin, I believe you have some, some services that are running on versions that are years old. With Monero, that cannot happen. If that happens, then, then there will be issues. So you're kind of forced to upgrade and you're forced to participate in the process of, of Monero becoming more secure. Yeah, I kind of see that as an underrated value that Monero yeah. has going for it. Um, also, I mean, obviously, and it allows you to evolve, right? Uh, yeah. So, like, this is one of the issues we're seeing with Bitcoin. People talking about, well, one day it's just it's going to be as private and fungible as Monero once they add the technology. But uh, without the ability to actually upgrade the protocol and get consensus on that, uh, it's going to be quite difficult, right? Yeah. You're sort of breaking up, so I can't hear everything that you're saying. Okay. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Oh, you're better now. Hopefully, it's going through. Yep. So, do you have any thoughts on the recent uh, upgrade, the network upgrade? Of particular interest to me was the decision to include a dummy payment ID with every transaction and deprecating the long payment IDs. I felt like this was a very good step towards. Um, uniformity of transactions in Monero, which is what is, which is a key component of Monero's desire to be perfectly binding, with information and to comp to make every transaction indistinguishable from every other. So payment IDs will no longer exist after after this network upgrade. Well, no, the long payment ID, the 64 character, has been deprecated. So you would need to enable a, a specific switch in order to use one of them. Short okay. payment IDs, now there's a dummy payment ID with every single transaction so that every, everybody, everybody's on the same level. But is, is the goal to eventually get rid of payment IDs altogether? Yes. And I, I believe that the goal is to replace them with sub-addresses, which are more secure mm -hmm. and more elegant than payment IDs. All right. I do think, uh, is there any value there? Because I mean, the payment ID is also kind of acted as a way to kind of almost send messages over the Monero network. Is well, that, was that ever looked into as a use case for those? I mean, I'm sure there's a million reasons why that doesn't make sense, but um, still there? I didn't hear I'm sorry, my connection's not very good here. But you, I believe that Monero has a TX extra field or something along those lines, which can be used to encode a message anyway. But very, very seldom people use payment IDs to encode messages, simply because the length is not there to encode a message. And secondly, because the ability to encode a message in a transaction runs directly counter to the, uh, the private nature of the Monero network. Because then, then your transaction sticks out. Yeah, not, and it doesn't look like the others. If you want to be private, you got to look like everybody else. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think just from a user uh, user experience, um, especially when you're, you you know you're going to an exchange for the first time, and you're confronted yeah. with the fact that you need to use a payment ID to send your Monero to the exchange, it becomes. Uh, quite confusing for the new user. Yes. And it would be nice to just eliminate this idea of a payment ID and just send to an eight address instead of a four address. Right. And not have to deal with this whole payment ID issue. What were, do you know what some of the other upgrades are? I know, I guess, the, the proof of work change, right? That's yeah, another... Crypto Knight R. 
Do you have thoughts on that? Well, it's always great to be able to kill these ASICs because they centralize mining and I don't think they've even offered any for sale. So whoever's running them right now. So, yeah, there's been a lot of debate in the community uh, to continue, a conti you know, an ongoing debate of whether or not Monero should eventually essentially embrace ASICs or it should strive to always be ASIC resistant. Do you have a, an opinion on that? I am very much in the ASIC resistant camp. I'm a fan of programmatic proof of work, which I, which I believe was an Ethereum idea, and RandomJS, which was created by um, one of the Monero developers. And right. I, believe that, I, I believe that we have to go in that direction. We, can't, we cannot keep modifying CryptoNet forever because eventually they will find a way to make a modifiable FPGA that can just run, all, run any of them with a small programming change. Yeah, I believe now it's random X is the new thing. I think random JS has been dropped and now it's random X, ah. which I don't know the details of what that is, but it's not using the JavaScript or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's an interesting concept. So you're 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 a believer in that. So basically, keeping ASICs on the run forever. Yes, I think that we really that Monero really does have to fight these ASICs because they will centralize mining. Because it will lead to these big companies like Bitmain dominating when it should be it should be the ordinary people who can run their machine for a few hours a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that notion. I feel like, uh, you know, that should be a core, uh, uh, you know, strategy for for a blockchain to try to maintain its decentralized nature. Yes, indeed. Do you think there's a reason why Bitcoin kind of ignores that logic or is it just because the, the you know, they just can't put the genie back in the bottle or? The Bitcoin has always been very conservative with regard to changes. And so they tend to, they have not, they tend to resist change. Are you breaking up? Proof of work because they value testing one two three go ahead yep we hear you go ahead all right so bitcoin tends to value immutability over everything else so they wouldn't want to change the proof of work or anything like that they they want to keep the same things that were defined by satoshi nakamoto which i think is a little silly were you, did you start off as a Bitcoin guy and kind of, uh, I did not evolve. I, I started off as a Monero guy. The way I got into Monero was I was rendering fractal art on about six computers. And then I eventually got bored of rendering fractal art for such a long time for so mm -hmm. little return. And I did sell some art eventually. It's a different story. But in any case, I realized that there was a way to earn money directly by mining. And I had heard about Monero because it was mined by malware in the past. That was how I learned about Monero. Hmm. But I, I had heard about it back in, I believe, March of 2017. And I didn't really do anything about it until I think July or August. And then I started mining Monero and made a paltry amount. And I eventually invested some money in Monero. But I mostly use it to spend. Oh, okay, great. Which is I, its purpose. 
Yeah, and I am paid in Monero by Vic Sharma, who is the best. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, what's? Do you have any other coins of interest? Are you into? I think I had heard you talking about other crypto note coins at one point that you had shown some interest in, or are you uh, a Monero maximalist? What's your? I'm uh, not. Uh, I'm not a Monero maximalist. I'm not an anything maximalist. Um. I had some issues with Electronium in the past. I mentioned them in a, in a previous in, in interview I did, but they're another crypto note coin who has made some questionable decisions. But in any case, I'm interested particularly in Grin, which is a Mimblewimble based coin. So it's not crypto note based, but it's natively pruned. Mm -hmm. Monero is just adding pruning now. Grin is very new coin, but it has had pruning from the beginning, which is very good for scalability. And it does not even have the concept of addresses, which I find to be fascinating. Right. I, I do see, I obviously, I guess there's some pros and cons there, right? Yeah. Do you think, do you, uh, uh, based on your current analysis, do you think it's, at, it's as private as Monero is? I know you're getting a lot of more efficiency there with its uh, native pruning. But um, do you think it's as private as Monero's? Well, without something like Dandelion to, to add obfuscation, it is not quite as private as Monero. Although it, it, it does destroy some past information that would allow you to, to determine transaction information, which is, which is always nice. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with it is that it is vulnerable to an attack like ABCA. So say Exchange A sends to some coins to person B and then person C, B sends some coins to person C, and then person C sends some coins back to exchange A. Exchange A will actually be able to determine that B has sent coins to C. Right. By some, by some means, the coin has gotten from B to C. Right, yeah. So I basically heard it described as Monero without ring signatures, which I it guess is, is what you just it, described. It is similar to that, but there's, there's some obfuscation by um, bundling transactions together. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've heard that Tari is looking to utilize Mimblewimble. Do you follow that at all? The development I do, of Tari? I, I do. I do definitely follow Tari. It's very interesting. And I, I guess they're looking to use it as uh, uh, use Mimblewimble for their side chain. You know, or basically Tari would be a side chain uh, that's merged mined with Monero that's based on the Mimblewimble protocol. Yes. Yeah. There's always been talk of a Mimblewimble sidechain for Monero. And if Tari is that with something like confidential assets to, um, to build upon, then I think that would be a very good thing. But it needs to be done in a manner that can accommodate privacy, of course, mm -hmm. since we're Monero people and privacy is our thing. Right. But at least, at least the base layer is, pri you know, is always private and now... Oh, definitely. Mimblewimble is at least an attempt at, at 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 further privacy on a second layer. Yeah. Um, are there any were there any other parts of the uh, or anything else that we should know about the upcoming upgrade other than the proof of work change and um the other thing we discussed? Are there any other? I don't know anything else we should be pruning. Of course, the pruning is, okay is is very important and should allow people to store the blockchain on a much smaller, on a much smaller, with a much smaller amount of space than 
was previously possible. So it should expand the availability of of the Monero blockchain and full nodes. So conceivably within the next few years, we could actually have a full node running on a mobile device, which would be great. Yeah, I guess that's that's one of the goals, right? That's the dream. Uh, anything else? Was there something with the dyna dynamic block size as well? I think I had read. I don't know if you... Yes, they made some adjustments to create a new algorithm for the dynamic block size because of some attacks which were highlighted. Okay. And so I think it's always great to prevent attacks. That's pretty much all I think anyone can say. Right. So what are you uh, what are you working on these days? Is it it's it's just all cake, cake wild stuff? I can't say much. <laughs> okay, well that doesn't make for uh, for good YouTube show, but <laughs> I respect that. But but you're 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 mainly focused on cake these days. Is fair? Is that I, fair to say? Uh, I I am focused on cake these days. Okay. Yes. All right. Is there anything else you would uh, you want to chat about, or uh, what do you what do you think? I think that's all. Okay. Yeah, we could keep it short. I just wanted to talk about the uh, basically that controversy that came up with with the cake upgrade, which I think we we covered pretty well. Yeah. And uh, thanks for explaining the Monero upgrade. Is there anything Thank else you. users should be doing to kind of prepare? For, I know that's always a question, the concern, especially with people new to the ecosystem, concern that they may need to do things now that Monero is upgrading. Uh, is there any advice you could offer to somebody new to Monero? Just upgrade your software before the hard fork. Don't Don't wait until it's over because then you'll have to do some complicated process where you chop off the blocks from the blockchain. Just upgrade your software. Don't be lazy. Right. And I guess people, people using cake have nothing to worry about or my Monero. They just have to upgrade their, their apps. Yes. And iOS tends, I believe to upgrade automatically. So right. You shouldn't have to worry about it. Right. And for anybody out there really noobish, I mean, obviously write down your private key, right? And as long as you have that, you're, you're good to go. Nothing can and go wrong. And use a secure password, please. Right. All right. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, maybe we could have you on again uh, when, uh, be great. Cake, when Cake makes some new updates. Of course. All right. I'll be happy to come on. Thanks, Knife. Thank you. So long. Goodbye. Have a good one. Thank good you for time. watching.